Welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, and this podcast is your guide to start creating a lifestyle by design. From entrepreneurship, money and finance, taxes and residencies, and everything in between, this show highlights the nuances of a true global citizen lifestyle. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, and in today's solo episode, I am going to be talking about a pretty big misconception. And all right, so I'm just going to literally dive right in. This is a tax misconception, and it spurred from me doing, I actually organized here in Lima, Peru, where we are right now. It is, side note, I could do a whole other podcast on how much I am loving Lima. I did not expect this. I've been to so many countries in the last year and a half in Latin America, and there's just something about Lima. It's similar vibes, I find, to Mexico City, but I just love it. The community, the people, the food, everything. It is amazing, and I totally did not expect it, but that's another episode. However, I organized a co-working session in a cafe here. And it was a really cute cafe, a foreigner area, and mostly foreigners came. There was probably about eight or nine of us. And one of the guys that I was talking to, or actually I just overheard him mentioning that he had an online business and he had his setup for his business in Estonia. Now, I don't know where his clients are coming from. I didn't dive into the details with him, But it got me thinking that there are certain places, and Estonia is definitely one of them for foreigners, where we kind of just hear as digital nomads, as global citizens, we hear that these places are very beneficial for taxes, for your business setup. And so, of course, not everybody, but I believe, and I have actually talked to, unfortunately, quite a few people who set up their business in these places where it's tax beneficial. And they hear, you know, it's it's zero percent tax, and that's great. And so they go and set up their business there, completely uninformed and not at all thinking about the considerations that your tax situation depends on. And there's never a one size fits all. But it got me really thinking, and that's why I wanted to create this episode because, like I said, I don't know the details of his business and where his clients are and where his payment processors are. And, all of the things in between where he is a citizen and a resident of, like, I don't have these details. But it did get me thinking that there are so many nomads, global citizens out there who hear about setting up a company in a really tax beneficial, great place, and it actually isn't best for them and their business and their specific situation. So today I'm going to dive in, and this is definitely not an exhaustive list, but just the top few things that your tax situation really does depend on. There are so many more things depending on your specific situation, which is why I always hop on calls with clients before actually diving into their situation and before even telling them, hey, yes, I can help you and not referring them out to somebody else because my areas of expertise are in tax optimized places for people to set up their lifestyle and also their business. But that may not be what everyone is looking for. So for me, when a client comes to me, it's important to take a look at the holistic picture for them, their business, their family, every aspect of their lifestyle, and not just give them what they want out of the box. Because what they want, if they don't have the right information, if they're not properly informed, which unless you really understand this industry, you likely will not be properly informed. It's not just something where you can watch a few videos or do some research online and 
know where to set up yourself as a resident, as a business, as really anything living this global citizen life. And I increasingly see more and more online and Facebook groups, clients coming to me, asking me questions. Even on my content, on my videos, I see people asking so many questions about like, what are the benefits of going here? How do I get into this system? What does that look like? And that's why I have contacts of lawyers and accountants in different countries all over the globe. But let's dive into just a few. Again, it depends on your situation, but these are probably the more common questions to start asking yourself to figure out where is going to be best for you to set up your residency and your business. All right. So the first one is where are you from? This is a very obvious one, but you want to look at where do you hold citizenships or passports. Those are two different things. In most countries, granted, in most countries, they are the same thing, but there are some countries where citizenship and passports are two different things, which I'm not going to dive into here, but most countries will just kind of say for ease sake in this episode, you want to look at where do you hold citizenships and your passports. So where are you from? That is going to be the starting point to determine. You want to also figure out where are your current residencies. If you haven't really optimized your taxes, it's likely going to be where you're from, where you were born. If you've lived in that place your whole life or most of your life, but you're in that system, probably your residency and your citizenship is going to look the same, but not always. So that's important to note as well. You also want to look at where are your parents from? So you want to know where do your descendants come from? And this can be beneficial because you can potentially have a few different citizenship options and the ability to then diversify yourself to get into the EU, to get into Mercosur, potentially in South America, to get into, I don't know, CARICOM, whatever it may be. You may have the opportunity to get into these really beneficial agreements that countries have or if not that, to just get that second, third, fourth, whatever it may be, passport. So you want to look at where are your parents from and do your parents have any ties to that country? Do your your grandparents have any ties to that country? This is all going to come into play. You also want to look at how much time you've spent in every country that you have been in. I typically say in the past five years, but we can really go back your whole adult life, quite honestly, depending on your situation. So you want to see where have you lived? How much time have you spent in those countries? Have you properly gotten rid of that residency? In some countries, it's super easy. When I lived in China, it was a very different system than on the ground than what you are probably used to coming from a Western country. And it's also important to note that what is written in law and in tax law oftentimes differs from what is in practice on the ground. That's why you need a network of connections and lawyers on the ground who actually know how things are working in practice. Because a lot of the time, and I know it sounds so crazy, but a lot of the time it is true that what is happening on the ground is different from what is written in the law. So you want to look at how much time you're spending in each of the countries that you have lived in or even visited in. You want to see if you are becoming a resident. You can become an accidental resident as well and have to pay taxes somewhere that you did not expect. So that's important to know. There are a few countries that are a bit more notorious for that and really will try to get you into their tax system as much as possible, even if you are just staying as a long-term tourist. You want to look at that and see how much time you're spending if you are getting residencies on purpose or on accident, but more so here on purpose. If you are obtaining residencies in specific countries, 
on purpose? Have you accurately gotten rid of those residencies? Are you still holding them? You can have as many residencies as you want. That's another misconception I see. You don't have to be limited to one or two residencies. Same with passports and citizenships. You don't have to be limited to one or two. But depending on how you've optimized your situation, your lifestyle, and your tax situation, you may it may be beneficial for you to be a resident of one specific country or to be a tax resident of one country and just a resident of all of the other countries. You have to figure out where is the most beneficial tax residency for you and which schemes these countries are running. That may be beneficial for you. And again, that depends on your business structure, where your clients are coming from, where your payment processors are, all of the things, where your business, where even the sales tax is registered. There's a lot that goes into it. So you also want to look at where is your close family and your close friends? So this is important because a lot of the time when you are leaving a system, a country's tax system, residence system, whatever it may be, they are going to be looking at where are your ties. And again, it depends on the country and we really go on a country by country basis here. But you want to start looking at where are your close family, where are your friends, and are you also going to be okay to start living a global citizen lifestyle without them there for you? This is a lot more difficult for some than for others. And if you know, or if you have tested the waters and you've tried it and you know, like, I can't be away from my family for one, two, three, or potentially more years, and you're going to want to come back. Then that's important too, because when we start planning out your tax situation or when you start looking into options for yourself and for your business or for your freelance, whatever that may look like for your specific situation, are you going to want to leave your home country or are you going to want to stay in your home country and have a double residence? Can you have a double residence? If you're from the US, it gets a lot, actually, it's a, it's a lot easier, but it's a lot more unfortunate, I guess, in a sense, because the rules are pretty cut and dry you have less room to play with them. If that makes sense, then in most other countries, you can kind of play around with it a little bit more. But in the U.S., you, you are either a citizen or you are not. There is no such thing as being a resident of the U.S. You're tied to the system or you're not. You're going to want to look at your close family and friends. Do you want to be away from them? Do you not mind being away from them for two years and also not potentially having legal rights to go back to the country where they live and you have to be a tourist again? or you're not a tourist, you still have the passport, but you're not a resident. You cannot stay for longer than six months or you don't want to have significant ties. So you only want to stay for two or three months, even though you could stay for six months, but you don't want the government to start questioning what you're doing there and why you're there for so long. So these are a lot of different things to consider. I know that this may seem overwhelming, but if you are thinking about planning and optimizing your tax strategy in the future, these are good considerations. But again, these are not, this is not at all an exhaustive list of all of the considerations. One of the last things that you're going to want to look at, and like I said, there's so much more that can be added to this list, but to make things not extremely confusing, the last thing that you're going to want to look at is where is your money coming from and where are you making a living? So this can usually be boiled down into one of two categories. You will either have your own business online or you will work for an employer, a company, online from another country or potentially you're still in that country, then it gets much, much easier if you're not leaving that country. But if you are traveling, you probably will be leaving that country. Your tax situation may be a little bit sticky with that company. And you will have to, I always advise, talk to your company. Do not just 
go off and start traveling and especially stay somewhere for multiple months without your company knowing. So those are kind of the two different categories. And I don't typically deal with those who are working for a company full time and are contracted employees. Typically, who I deal with is those who are entrepreneurs. Maybe you have a freelance business. You're working in various different clients' businesses, but you are not a contracted employee with benefits and a salary. That is typically not who comes to me to work with me. Typically, if you have a business, you're an entrepreneur, you're working with clients, or you have e-commerce, which can, there's so many considerations to both of those because you have to look at where your client's coming from, where's your product being sourced, so many different considerations within that. But as an entrepreneur, you're going to want to look at where is your money coming from. And within that, it's so important to get clear on where these people are coming from now and where the money, the people, whatever it may be, are going to come from in the future. And if that looks different from now, if you're planning on growing and scaling, going multinational, it may look different and you're going to need to prepare now for that tax strategy that you will need to use as a more multinational global company in the future. Then within this, we go to the business side, which banking is so, so important, obviously, but it's becoming so much more regulated, even just in the last year. It's become so much more regulated. When people think regulations for banking, they usually think personal, but actually also business banking regulations have become stricter as well. I would say not so much in terms of the personal bank accounts, but it is only ever increasing. I do not see regulations going anywhere in the banking industry, unfortunately, but that is just the anti-money laundering world that we live in today. So these are just a few of the considerations that you're going to want to start thinking about before you dive in and start optimizing your tax situation. You want to think about the lifestyle behind it. Where do you want to live? Do you want to travel full-time? How long are you potentially going to want to travel full-time for? Where is your money coming from? Where is your citizenship? What does that look like? What climates do you like spending time in? Where are your friends or where are people that you would like to make connections with? There are quite a few digital nomad hubs. Is that where you're going to want to go? Are you going to want to not be in the big city life? Are you going to want to be in the rainforest or the jungle or smaller towns or by the beach? There are so many considerations. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, it really boils down to every individual's unique decision. That is why I truly believe that Estonia, a company set up in Estonia, is not the best option for everyone. And it's also, quite honestly, pretty high tax. It's 20% tax on dividends. So when you decide to pay yourself, you're going to be paying. It's not the highest tax rate in the world, but it is a pretty high tax rate when you can get your situation down to 0%, 10%, no problem, depending again on these factors, on these questions, and what your answers are to these. But 20% for me is probably more than I would like to be paying as a globally optimized citizen when I know fully well that I could be paying zero or 10% in quite a few different schemes around the world for my business and then pass that through to 0% onto my personal tax. It all depends on the structure. Don't just see about an Estonian company online and their e-residency, which I have such an issue with that wording because it is not residency. You are not a resident with the e-residency in Estonia. But I just wanted to share some of these considerations with you, what they look like and why it's so important to really consider what your lifestyle is going to look like long term as a global citizen before you start any kind of tax planning, tax optimization. There is so much tax optimization to be had out there as a global citizen, but you don't want to just start 
out of left field with some Google research. So if you are looking to optimize your taxes, feel free to reach out to me. All of my links are below. Check out my YouTube as well, where I talk about various different optimization strategies, second citizenships, passports, residencies that you can start obtaining today to diversify yourself as a true global citizen. You've just listened to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. If anything from this episode resonated with you, I would appreciate if you share this podcast on your socials. And of course, be sure to tag me. And don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for joining me on this global citizen journey, and I'll see you in the next episode.